0: there and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dozinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. Today, I want to talk to you briefly about boundaries and creating some boundaries this Christmas or Advent season. So first, a definition. Boundaries define the space between where you end and another begins. The point of boundaries is to help you enjoy your life, to feel more in control of your life, and to develop a healthier relationship to the people and things around you. Depending on the way you grew up and the way your family functions, boundaries may come easy for you or they may be hard to establish, especially in the beginning but they're so important because they can make all the difference between how you wrap up the holidays, whether you feel good about them and the way you spent your time, attention, and energy, or whether you feel exhausted from them, like you were the one who gave all season just to make certain others happy, whether that's a parent, a grandparent, an in-law, whoever. So for now, wherever you are on your own boundaries journey, I just want you to think about the possibility of implementing boundaries this Christmas in terms of your time, attention, and emotional energy. But first, this episode is brought to you by my free research-based relationship quiz. Have you ever wanted a professional insider's look at your relationship? Well, I've created a short quiz that lets you in on the state of your relationship based on four different components of marital health. After taking the quiz, you'll receive a series of three emails with a description of your score, next steps to take, and a prayer for your marriage. To get in on that free resource, just visit bravemarriage.com quiz. Again, that's bravemarriage.com quiz. Let's start by talking about setting boundaries with your time. When setting boundaries for the first time, the question you want to ask is, how do we want to spend our Christmas? What would be most enjoyable for us and our immediate family? What would maximize the time we have based on whatever it is that we value most? Whether that's couple time, immediate family time, extended family time, or serving and including those outside of your family. The second question to ask is, what gets in the way of this? Is it too many planned extended family get-togethers or outings? Is it being expected to travel every year because so-and-so has always hosted? And the third question to ask is, how can we make this work for us? How can we still see everyone that we want to see, but also not have our time hijacked or our schedule filled for us? Now, there's idealistic and there's realistic, and so I want you to think about working to create boundaries based on what's realistic. In terms of attention, the same three questions. Number one, how do I want to invest my attention this Christmas or Advent season? What would be most enjoyable? Number two, what tends to get in the way of this? My phone, my preoccupation with hosting or helping rather than being present, or a needy or clingy family member? Not talking about your children here, okay? (laughs) Although a date night and a babysitter could be in order. And number three, how can I make this work? What boundaries do I need to put in place in order to pay attention and be present this season to the things that I want to be present to? And in terms of emotional energy, question number one, how do I want to feel this Christmas? Happy, joyful, peaceful, rested, or angry, upset, guilty, and stressed? Question number two, what or who tends to get in the way of how I feel? I know I don't need to give examples here because whoever it is probably just came to your mind. And number three, what do my spouse and I need to do to ensure that we have some of the emotional experience at least that we'd hope to have this Christmas? What boundaries need to be set? Now, when setting boundaries, these two steps are required. Clear communication and consistent reinforcement. As a responsible adult, your job is to clearly communicate to those involved or the person in charge, you know who that is in your family, and then if or when you receive uncomfortable feedback, you will need to continue to take responsibility by reinforcing your boundary. You will need to learn in this moment that you can survive an uncomfortable conversation and let your decision stand by enforcing or reinforcing as many times as needed. Because if a boundary is not communicated, it is not a boundary. And if a boundary is not enforced, it's not a boundary. So that would look something like this. Let's say that your parents or grandparents always host Christmas and the whole family usually stays a couple of days, but they live three hours away. And you and your spouse have decided that you would like to go and visit, but only for a day trip. Even though that's a lot of travel in one day, that frees up one of the few days you have off work this Christmas and will allow you to spend more quality time with each other. So if it's your family, you need to be the one to call, not your spouse, and say something like this, we're so looking forward to seeing you this Christmas and we wanted you to know that we'll only be there on Saturday until 6 p.m. This will help whoever it is that you're communicating with adjust their expectations proactively rather than being caught off guard in the moment. Now, likely, you will be asked why, and depending on your relationship to this particular family member, you are welcome to say simply, because that's what we've decided this year, or to explain more openly. By saying something like, you know, our family only has so much time together and this will be the best use of ours in order to spend time with everyone. Or, you know, we'd like to come visit another time of year when we can stay for a couple of days and not feel so rushed. But again, based on the understanding between people in that relationship, clearly communicate whatever you guys feel comfortable sharing and whatever is true. Now, a word to young couples and parents and grandparents, whoever may be listening to this episode. Families have life cycles. Every family starts with a couple who has a baby or babies, and those babies grow up through childhood, adolescence, and become young adults, some of whom then go on to couple up and make babies of their own. And so the life cycle continues. This is normal and healthy and good. However, a lot of parents get emotionally or psychologically stuck after the empty nest phase and still, without realizing it, expect their kids to operate in the same way they used to. So the level of the individual health of your family members and the degree to which parents and grandparents have grown and accepted the family life cycle will determine the extent to which you and your spouse receive acceptance or resistance or backlash in response to your boundaries. But here's the deal. Here's why this is so important. If you and your spouse do not learn to set boundaries, it is very likely that you will treat your children the same way when they grow up. Because if you don't have the experience of feeling in control of your time, attention, and emotional energy as an adult, if you feel powerless in that regard, that will not change when you become empty nesters. You will still feel powerless when it comes to your own family, and you will engage in the same tactics that your parents did because you will not have learned how to be emotionally okay on your own. It's why unhealthy family dynamics tend to be passed down from generation to generation until someone consciously and intentionally breaks the pattern or cycle. Scripturally, we call this generational sin, and in family therapy— We call this multi-generational transmission process. So listen, here's the difference. Sadness, mild disappointment, those are normal responses to you setting new boundaries because your parents and grandparents love you right? They want to see you. And it's okay for them to grieve this a little, to grieve the family life cycle changing. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It means that you're taking responsibility and aiding in that natural process of the family life cycle that we talked about earlier. However, when your family members are emotionally unhealthy, meaning they don't know how to feel their emotions or how to express them in a healthy way, their grief will come out as manipulation. This may look like power plays, attempts at control, guilt trips, double binds. So for example, let's say you complain about being hot, to which a family member yells, well then, go outside. And you do to cool off, but then upon coming back in, that same family member passive-aggressively says, well, some people don't wanna spend time with us this Christmas. That would be a double bind. Or, gosh, especially in Christian families, this can look like using scripture to justify bad behavior, trying to convince family members that we're supposed to sacrifice, serve, honor our parents, and give and give and give without first finding our worth and identity in Christ and having a sense of self. Never mind that Jesus withdrew from the crowds to abide with the Father and take care of himself— Never mind that Mary, sitting at Jesus' feet and being present, was more desired by Jesus than Martha serving with a resentful heart. So, when these sorts of things happen, you have a choice. You can either overfunction by giving in to the manipulation and adjusting your behavior to make someone else happy and to relieve your relational distress, even though it leaves you in personal distress, which, by the way, is called codependence, or You can choose, maybe for the first time, to begin functioning more healthily by asking yourself the three questions we talked about earlier, and then creating, communicating, and reinforcing your boundaries. And over time, what will happen is the distress you feel will begin to reverse. You may feel more relational distress initially, But personally, you will begin to feel more in control of your own life and more enjoyment in your relationships because they will be chosen, not given into. You will be able to willingly choose to spend time with your family rather than being made or expected to. And most importantly, you will feel more connected to yourself and your values, more connected in your marriage, and in healthier relationship with your family. That's not to say that it won't be really hard work if you come from a family with a lot of dysfunction. And I want to be clear that this episode is not a substitute or a replacement for professional counseling. So if you feel unsure or like you need more support before acting on this episode, I'd encourage you strongly to seek professional help. But for those of you who feel like setting boundaries would be doable this Christmas, I'd encourage you to do so in terms of your time, emotional energy, and attention, especially your attention. It may just be the best gift you give yourself, your marriage, and your family this Christmas. My prayer for you this week is simply for discernment. You know, I've been reading through the Gospels at the end of this year and have one more book to go, but the way Jesus intends us to live— The way the kingdom is set up is actually quite different than the works-based, service-based, doing-for-everyone-else-what-you-have-never-done-for-yourself type of Christian living. So, my prayer is for your discernment and understanding of the abundant way of life available to us, that you would understand why Jesus was born, put to death, and resurrected, so that we might truly live with peace and joy and in freedom. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Love is not a bad Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile